Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Catherine Rodriguez, a creative entrepreneur. Brisbane-based Catherine is a girl who loves to keep herself busy, working as a copywriter and a marketing strategist, who most recently co-founded a boutique marketing agency called Revenge Creative. And she also has a background working as a professional musical theatre performer, having performed in the original Australian casts of Hairspray and Jersey Boys as well as writing, producing and performing in her own series of shows under the Bombshell Productions umbrella. Her first stop on the career path was a professional performer, starting at Movie World as Marilyn Monroe, then moving on to the Jersey Boys and Hairspray Musical in Sydney and Melbourne. She also dabbled in personal training, makeup artistry and photography before falling into real estate, her first taste of marketing. It was when she was writing and producing her own live shows that she realised she was enjoying the marketing more than anything else. This led her to finding a job at a Brisbane advertising agency where she worked in both production and accounts, doing everything from proofing those tiny disclaimers on newspaper ads to buying airtime. She absolutely loved her work but not the environment. So she started her own Revenge Creative with her partner. Catherine is full of bubbles, energy and fun, and I'm sure you are going to enjoy this conversation from one woman to another. Welcome, Catherine Rodriguez. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I was just a little bit concerned there that I was going to say your surname incorrectly then. Oh, you, yeah, there would be no trouble if you did. It's fine. It, it gets a few people confused. <laughs> That's a beautiful name. So I thought we'd better start recording because we started having a conversation about uh, what you do and labels. So before we deep dive mm-hmm. into that, why don't you uh, explain to our listeners what Catherine Rodriguez is all about? Oh my goodness. It's a long list. Um, I mean, look, at the moment, a lot of my time is taken up with copywriting and and marketing strategy, but I'm also an actor, singer with a musical theatre background, um, which I used to do full time. At the moment, I try and fit it in in my (laughs) free time, which (laughs) is fairly non-existent at the moment. Um, And I've sort of, I've written and produced a few shows in the past as well, cabaret style shows. Um, 
And yeah, just doing a little bit of acting. I've got a background also doing sort of personal training and makeup artistry and real estate. Basically, I'm just someone who likes to sort of keep growing and, and learning and evolving and, and seeing where it takes me. So right now it's taken me to having my own business with my partner and um, it's been going really well so far, but that doesn't mean I'll be doing it next year. I'm sort of just seeing where where things take me at the moment. See, I just I look at that as being a creative entre- entrepreneur. Yeah, that, that does sum it up actually. Yeah, because <laughs> I did... try and avoid the term, but it's it kind of yeah, it's me in a nutshell at the moment, and it, it means you don't have to sort of put yourself in a in a box. It, you can sort of just keep evolving and and take on new skills and and opportunities as they come and. Yeah, if they work, great. If they don't, move on, find the next one. <laughs> and I think that's important to, you know, expand your mind, expand your learning, to not pigeonhole yourself as a copywriter, for example, mm-hmm. uh, when you're so creative. I mean, you do quite a lot of things and I guess it's it's your obviously very connected to your heart center and it's yes. really what makes your heart sing, which will mm-hmm. pull you in that direction. Yeah, exactly. And I think for creative types, if you do lock yourself in and you get stuck doing one thing and suddenly it feels like you have to do it, you immediately grow stale and resentful of what you're doing. And it happened to me as an actor, which is why I took a break from doing that full time. And then I started to overbook myself as a copywriter this year and realized, okay, maybe I need to find some balance again. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's really just about staying fresh and, and as long as it's working at the time and, and, you know, you're happy doing what you're doing and, you you know, you love working with your clients and they don't sense any, you know, sort of resentment or negativity, then, yeah, it's awesome. I'm happy to sort of do whatever whatever comes up. <laughs> and I think that's why I, I, creative entrepreneur comes to mind because an, an entrepreneur mindset is very much about um, they very creative ideas, you know, they mm-hmm. come up with new ways and different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what came first? Was it copywriting? No, I I mean, I actually started life out, life, <laughs> when I was about three, I started dancing and then um, eventually got into a little bit of sing- singing because as a dancer, when you start doing dance competitions, you you know, your dance teacher goes, right, it's time to do a song and dance. And you're like, oh no, I don't know how to sing. Um, and then I took to the singing quite well and started auditioning when I was about 13 for some amateur musicals, just at the little theatres on the Gold Coast where I was living at the time. Once I did my first musical, that was it. I got the bug and I went, right, I've got to go to Broadway. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, for the next few years did uh, amateur theatre until I was old enough to actually audition for some professional work. Um, And my first real professional gig was working at uh, Warner Brothers Movie World on the Gold Coast as Marilyn Monroe, um, which was, you know, it was a great stepping stone. It was good for a time. And then I landed myself an agent and got an audition for um, Jersey Boys, which was uh, premiering in Melbourne. And I honestly went to the audition for a bit of experience. I didn't think I had a chance in the world because I was so green and from the Gold Coast, you know, Everyone else is from Melbourne and Sydney and they train at NIDA and I was just this random girl from the Gold Coast who'd gone to dance school and had a couple of singing lessons and then ended up getting into the show and it was just this whirlwind where I moved to Melbourne, did the show for over a year and then got into Hairspray and did that straight afterwards Um, and then I actually got a contract to do a third musical but I was starting to feel that whole staleness and like oh no why am I even doing this did I want this in the first place because it happened almost so easily and it just kind of felt like it landed on my lap that I really needed to take a moment to reassess and figure out if I was in it for the right reasons so I decided to take some time off 
and uh, ended up moving back to the Gold Coast for a while, which is where I got into real estate of all things, mostly just because my mum was a real estate agent. And I ended up taking on a marketing role and really have um, starting to love the all the writing that I was doing for their marketing. And I was like, okay, well, this is cool. I could do this for a while. Um, and not long after that, I decided to produce my own show because there was so little happening on the Gold Coast at the time with the performing industry. Then I was like, well, I need to create my own work. Um, and I wanted to create a few jobs for my peers as well because everyone was struggling. And while I was producing the show, I was marketing it myself. And part of me was actually loving the marketing more than anything else <laughs> when putting on the show, the, you know, the writing and the performing and the directing and all of that. The Yeah, the marketing really kind of just called to me for some reason. And um, I sort of had met a new partner at the time and he was in marketing as well and we decided to move in together in Brisbane and I got a job in an advertising agency and then the, sort of the copywriting just happened very randomly but it happened very easily. Um, and after six months at the advertising agency, I decided to quit and start freelancing. And then um, because my partner and I realized our skill sets really fit together, he does um, web design and development and things like that, we thought, you know what, why don't we just try setting up a little mini agency together and just see where it goes? Um and I've been doing that now for 18 months and went from having no idea what I was doing, having one little client plus my mum. <laughs> and um, now I have a full client base and people just coming back for more and being overbooked and having to hire a subcontractor. And it's just been so bizarre because I, I never would have seen this for myself if you'd asked me, you know, five years ago. Um but I'm kind of just rolling with it because it's been a really cool time and I've learned so much. And because of my creative background, it just kind of makes sense. Like, it, okay, yes, one's sitting behind a computer and one was on stage, but you still need so many of the same, same skills um, and it's so much, but it is just about relationships with people and being authentic and being creative. And, um, yeah, I don't really know what next year has in store because the acting's sort of taking off again and the copywriting's going really well, but I, I don't think I need to worry about it right now. I'll just trust that whatever opportunities come up, I'll just – go with it and um, and see where it takes me. And why not do both? And you can see how well, they kind of tie in. Exactly. And I'm, I think there'll be probably years where the acting is the hero and then there'll be years when the copywriting takes over. But at least now I've got this thing that can just keep going. Whereas when you put all your eggs in one basket as a performer, it's not a good thing. Um, you know, you've got very little control over the industry and you can get a contract and think you're set for the next 12 months and then find out that the show is closing after three weeks. And that always scared me. And I thought there's got to be something else that I can do that doesn't feel like I'm settling because a lot of people had to take, you know, day jobs or fill-in jobs at, you know, as at call centres or, you know, waiting tables, which is so cliche, but it, it's the truth. And I just wasn't happy with that. I wanted to make sure that no matter what I was doing, it was always going to be creative and, and um, fulfilling and also obviously financially pay off because um, going from being on stage and getting paid a decent enough wage to then suddenly losing the job and ending up you know, in hospitality again is is kind of a bit of a, a jump and it, it's hard to have that consistency and financial stability. So part of that, yeah, finding my own business and, and a skill that I feel like I can charge what I'm worth um, was a, yeah, a big win for me and something I, yeah, was a long time coming and I really needed to do. 
And both of these are a way for you to express your creativity. So it's the way yes, you've actually exactly. set it up is perfect because one and, and it's seasonal uh, when you're talking yes. about at least you've got the copywriting, yeah. which is almost your foundation. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. going to keep coming in, whereas the acting yep. it comes and goes. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're talking about copywriting, copywriting mm-hmm. is a very different form of writing too, isn't it? Yes. And look, it's, I mean, it takes many forms in itself um, because in the past, obviously, print media was the big thing, whereas now with the internet, we've sort of got two different ways of communicating and depending on what you're writing for, um, you know, the style of language that you need to use will change. Um, and so, you know, I've also done training in SEO, the search engine optimization, because websites need to have that. Um, and then there's a different style again if you need to do something a bit more either you know editorial or if you're just doing little taglines or something and, and coming up with business names um, but it's that's the best thing about the copy like being someone that needs variety there's not a week goes that goes by where I don't have something completely different to write about and each industry I write about is completely different as well and it's almost like I have to go back to school and, and learn about this industry and their, you know, their target market and make sure I understand them because if I don't know who I'm talking to and I don't know what I'm talking about, well, then I'm, I'm useless to them as a writer. So there's obviously with the copywriting, there's a lot of research that comes with that. Oh, definitely. And I mean, look, sometimes it's nice to just write about what you know. So <laughs> lately I've been trying to find more clients that are, you know, that might be in the lifestyle space, you know, with my health and fitness background or the makeup. It's so much easier to sit down and write exactly what you know. Um, but then I think if I did that all the time, I'd get quite bored as well. So it is a nice, while it's, it can be quite daunting when you take on a client where you just go, I have no idea what you even do. And you've got to go from knowing nothing to making them sound really amazing and, and sell them really well to their potential audience. Um, yeah, the sense of achievement when you can actually overcome that um, from, you know, from A to Z is, uh, yeah, it's a really good feeling. Well, you sound so motivated and very driven at what you do. And I think the, the driver for you is the creation, but the variety, and that's really important yes. for you, obviously. Definitely. And look, it's taken me a long time to actually figure this out. Like a lot of years of just kind of treading water and going, what am I doing? How is this ever going to work? And um, yeah, finally, when I'm nearly 30, I, I think I've, I've got a couple enough wisdom, enough insight into my own, <laughs> my own makings that I can, you know, maintain what I'm doing now for a while and hopefully keep growing and, and succeeding at what I do. You have achieved so much at such a young age. I guess, how did you uh, overcome the fear of, like you were saying, as an actor, uh, mm-hmm. what happens? You don't know when the next gig's coming along, mm-hmm. so where you're going to get your money. Uh, how, how did you just push through all that fear and, and just went, well, you know what, I'm just going to start my own business. I'm going to start copywriting. And how did that go initially? Like, how did you start that? Because we do, we have some of our listeners are young entrepreneurs, young mm-hmm. businesswomen who um, have to face this on a daily basis. Where yeah. is my money coming from? And yeah. where's my next client, client coming from? Because they have got their own businesses. Yeah, look, I, I think a lot of the time it's that whole rock bottom moment where you do just reach a point of desperation where you look around at what you're doing and go, why am I even putting myself through this? Um, when I was working at the ad agency, I was just feeling so overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, and just I just didn't see the point. Like, you know, it was that whole just praying for the weekend. But that's, that's not what life is meant to be about. Like, okay, yes, work can be tough sometimes and we're always going to have bad days. 
but that doesn't mean you should just be, you know, surviving Monday to Friday just to have some fun on the weekend. Um, and also financially, you know, getting closer to 30, I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm, you know, I've got enough skills right now that I should be getting paid more (laughs) than this. And it really looking around, you know, I'd hit seek and see if there are any other opportunities, but they were all much of a muchness. Um, and I, I think I was just so unhappy and didn't, there was not even, um, the incentive of a good paycheck or anything at the end of the day. There was literally nothing keeping me there. And I'd already come through a, a tough few years with some massive sort of, um, crises, um, you know, personal ones and health problems and financial issues. And I was like, what? It, it, enough's enough. I need to make a change um, and and start sort of get back in the driver's seat of my life rather than being this victim who of circumstance. Um, and so there wasn't even a moment because I felt like I had nothing to lose at that point. There wasn't even fear anymore. It was just, well, why not? What, what's the worst that can happen? It, mm. it flops and then I go get another job pretty much. Well, that's not that bad. And that's <laughs> um, right. So let's it's, just try it. That's the worst thing that could happen, right? If it doesn't work out, just go and get a job. Exactly. Like mm. if you're already sort of at that point, and I think it's a good point to be at. And it was the same when I was, when I was first getting into acting. It's, I think it was ignorance was bliss at the time as well. I all I knew was I wanted something. I didn't think about well, who else was competing. It was just like, well, I've got this potential. I just need to put myself out there. You know, I, you don't really consider failure. You just absolutely go for it. Um, and especially in the performing industry, but also just as a as a small business owner or a free, freelancer, you really can't spend your time looking around at what everyone else is doing or worrying that oh, but what if they they land that client and what am I going to do? Like you just put yourself out there. Um, and if you have that attitude and, and you are, you're a genuine person and you're, you're putting yourself out there in a way that's very authentic, that you clearly love what you do, you know what you're doing, um, or at least you're trying to figure it out. I mean, a lot of it is <laughs> faking it till you make it. I certainly was making up a lot of what I was doing as I was going along. And then I got better and better every month that that went on. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think there's no point in fear. And then I think that's something that my, my parents always, well, especially my dad, he was like, let's just go through what is the absolute worst thing that can happen. And he kept making me kind of find worse and worse situations, but really it, it was, it was never life or death. You know, there, there were some really yucky things that I could potentially go through, but it was stuff that I could always bounce back from. Mm. So he, he, I think he really helped me kind of just get into that attitude of like, we'll just go for it. And if it doesn't happen, then you'll deal with the consequences once it happens. Um, cause it's very easy to get paralyzed by fear and the what if, what if, what if, um, so and then you'll just achieve nothing if you sit there worrying about stuff that hasn't even happened yet. So true. And so, Catherine, I'm going to ask a question because I'm sure our listeners are listening to you and probably wondering, as a freelancer, how do you get mm-hmm. your clients? Did you um, enroll into, you know, some of these platforms like Upwork, is Upwork that kind of thing to yeah. start your clientele and build your clientele that way? Or how did you Look, go I- about finding your clients? I look, I got kind of lucky. So, I mean, the first couple of clients, I mean, I, I was, I, so I had my mum working for me and she's got an amazing network and she referred my, my very first real client to me, which sort of got me through my first, you know, four months of freelancing. Um, and then I, I actually stumbled across a, um, a community, um, on Facebook. Was, I mean, there's a website, but they've got a Facebook community that's tied to it, um, which is like a copywriting community, which was run by this well known copywriter, Kate Toon. Um, 
who I'd been sort of following on LinkedIn for a while and I thought she looked really cool, but I was like, am I actually a copywriter? I don't know. But once I realized I was enjoying it, I was like, maybe I just need to join and see if it happens. And so I just joined this little community for, you know, quite a low fee and kind of landed headfirst in this little pool of amazing people who were all very sort of supportive and, and helpful and, um, there were there was a referral source through there. So, you know, um, there were jobs that were sort of getting shared through the group. You know, you would sort of jump in and put your hand up and, you know, and if you got picked, you know, you were one of the two that were going to get presented to the potential client, you'd then pitch for the work. Um, so very early on, that was my main source of referrals as well as going to a few networking groups. And there is de- like – I ended up stopping going to face-to-face networking groups simply because I ended up so booked out and busy that I realized I couldn't make sacrifice a day a week for all of the, you know, the face, you know, the one-on-ones as well as the the group get together and things like that. But I think if I hadn't had the work taking off the way it was, I would have um, persisted with face-to-face networking. I know it's it's controversial and some of the groups have terrible names because it can seem a bit <laughs> cult-like almost. But, there, you know, there's something to be said, for, you know, for a whole bunch of business owners coming together that are trying to create a synergy and help each other out. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, so that was very helpful in the early days. And even just it's very powerful to just put on a nice outfit and show up at a meeting and tell people what you do because it kind of put it kind of drills it into your head that that's what you are doing because when you're sitting at home going oh my gosh like why am I even here is anyone going to hire me it's very easy to psych yourself out Mm. you know unlike a workplace when you've got people to bounce off and you know if you're freaking out you can tell the person you're sitting next to and they'll hopefully pat you on the back and get you back on track but there's this kind of vortex that you can get lost in as a freelancer um so I would say that you know if you can't find a supportive um community online then definitely face-to-face networking is a good place to start and if there's nothing you can always start your own as well you know I was considering starting my own through meetup just to find a few like-minded people around me just to just to chat because I think the biggest part is the motivation and encouragement and being able to talk to someone and go I'm really struggling today and then find out that they're struggling with the same thing and you go oh I'm not insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know you go oh am I just weak am I not cut out for this but once I joined this Facebook community and everyone was having the same struggles every day whinging about difficult clients um worrying about you know if they were going to be able to pay rent next month you kind of go right we're all doing this together we can just kind of (laughs) be a little cheerleader for each other and and be honest about our struggles and and then you live to fight another day so very long-winded answer to you but yeah I would say online and face-to-face you need to network somehow and that's how you meet people I mean the clients aren't going to just sort of knock on your door if you don't put yourself out there you've got to be very proactive Mm, oh gosh, I, I understand. I think that by ha- being part of a community really helps you give that encouragement, the courage, the mm-hmm. confidence, and you know that somebody's got your back. You're not on your own. Yes, yeah. And if you can find some sort of mentor, I mean, they don't have to have that much more experience than you, but someone who understands the industry you're in or your business structure. I think there's a lot to be said for that as well, because a lot of where I was clueless was actually 
coming up with a workflow, figuring out, you know, the, the admin side of things, because it's one thing to be a, a good little writer, um, but to make sure that, you know, you're, you're tracking, you know, you've got a nice balance between billable and unbillable hours and knowing how to put together a great little proposal and um, how to follow up with a client and deal with payment issues and terms and conditions. And these are things you can't just wing. <laughs> um, you know, you do need some help somewhere. So, um, I mean, it, the community that I was in sort of served as that because they had, you know, some templates and things that I was able to use and I was able to go, help, I have no idea how to quote for this. How would you guys quote? Um, so it doesn't have to be a whole community, even if there was just one person you could find and you don't have to know them personally beforehand. You could seek them out. I mean, I've had people then come to me since asking me for advice because they're just starting out and I'm even though I'm not that far ahead of them I'm so happy to you know to sort of pay the knowledge forward because it can save you so much time you know you can be flailing around for five years trying to get your business going but if you can learn a couple of the basics very early on I think you can sort of fast track that so that within a year you know you're kind of flying Mm. so um yeah. Wow. So, 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 Catherine, with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? Oh, gosh. I, look, I don't – if you'd asked me this a few years ago, I'm sure I would have had all sorts of regrets and things because at the time, you know, in some really dark times in my life, I was like, oh, my goodness, I've screwed up. It's beyond repair. I've wasted too much time. Talking to you today, though, even though my life is far from perfect and I have so much I still want to achieve, I wouldn't change it because this journey I've now been on is just, it's incredible. Um, It's been highly stressful (laughs) and there have been some near-death experiences and all sorts of heartache and things, but I'm finding my full potential and I'm really being pushed to my limits. And I, and I do think that life is meant to be lived that way. I think if you stay in that safe zone, you, you kind of die inside. So as my, it might seem like a, a cop-out, but I, I wouldn't actually change anything because any tiny decision that I would have made differently five or ten years ago could mean that I, I'm not here right now talking to you. And, and you know, all of those experiences is uh, would you, without those experiences, you wouldn't be who you are today. You wouldn't exactly. be where you are today. And it's only when you look yeah. back you can actually join the dots. You know, you know, as to you know, right even from the start when you started acting and mm-hmm. writing, and you can see, and you just don't know where that's going to take you in the future. But just going through, as you're saying, going with the flow, what mm-hmm. feels right mm-hmm. uh, for you at that time is um, will get you where you're meant to be. That's it. And nothing, I mean, there's very little in life that actually can break us. You know, the, you know, you have those moments where you go, oh no, like this, this screw up could be it. But then when you look back, you go, well, it didn't break me. It just made me a bit stronger, a bit wiser. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Or it led me to meeting this person. Um, so it's, it's kind of silly. Like if, if you're, if you, if you're on a, on a path that's, you know, that's giving you glimmers of hope and things like that. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think there's no point in looking back and having any regrets. You've just got to make the most of what you've got right now and just keep moving forward. Wow, Catherine, you've had a very colourful life. So looking back at your (laughs) life, what's the greatest lesson that you've ever learnt? Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) I would have to say patience. I've been an impatient person since I was a little girl. And, um, I, I think my parents said yes too much to me too quickly. <laughs> it was probably the actress in me as well. I was very manipulative. 
<laughs> and it just meant that I was given things very quickly and I started to feel this need that, you know, if I was going to do anything, it had to happen right now or it was never going to happen or it wasn't going to be good enough. Um, but now I see that a lot of the stuff that I've had to wait for and work a lot harder for are the things that really brought me joy and fulfillment. And, um, yeah, you know, 18 year old me just needed to take a chill pill and trust that everything was going to fall into place. You don't have to have this dream life planned out for you where, you know, by 25, you've done this, 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 and this, like it it doesn't work like that. And if you set those kind of goals where, you know, if you don't achieve it, you've failed. Well, I mean, you're, you're going to be disappointed because we don't have that much control over a lot of the things that happen to us. Like we can only really control how we respond. Um, so as much as it kills me that, you know, there was a time when I thought by 25, you know, I'd be in New York on Broadway and I'm, you know, I'm nearly 30 now and it's, my life's taken a totally different path. It's fine because I can, I can feel that it's happening when it's supposed to. And if any of this stuff had happened earlier to me, I don't think I would have been ready for it. Mm. Um, I had to experience certain things before other things came to me or I probably would have handled it quite differently in a much more sort of immature way or I might have wasted an opportunity because I didn't see it as that. And it's all in the timing, sweetheart. You know, I think mm-hmm. that when you look at it, it's whatever you want. And sometimes impatience, it means you're just hanging on to it because you're trying to get to the how or to the outcome. In reality, yes. the way it really works is you're very clear about what you want. It's just having faith and trust that it's going to come to you at the right time. And I think yep. when we, you know, I've even experienced this myself when I've wanted something to happen quicker than what it was, you know, it was taking way too long for my liking. But mm-hmm. I, the moment I let it go and surrender to it and said, you know what, whatever will be will be, it happened. Yes. And, and, I, and I, this happens to me all the time and <laughs> yep. I keep having to remind myself just to Oh, yeah, it's a daily it. lesson, I think. It's, we fight, we want so much control over life and it's, it's just silly. We, like, we need to accept that we're quite helpless. <laughs> we just have to be in the, you know, we just have to be ready when things happen. Um, and I think the saddest thing for me, like, okay, if there was one regret, it was just that I wished some of my time away too much when things were happening because I was so focused on what I hadn't achieved yet and and what was supposed to happen in the next two, three years that the stuff that was happening right in front of me, I was just not even noticing almost. I totally didn't appreciate it. So sorry for backtracking on and no, cheating on that, that question. That's, <laughs> no, that's very I, – I think it's it's, a, it's amazing. I'm, I'm sitting here going, what a wise young woman. <laughs> and, you know, and this brings me to my next question because you're still very mm-hmm. young, but I'm curious yeah. because you've you've obviously gone through a lot. What, what advice would you give your younger self? Probably just to embrace what I was at the time, um, you know, just to say, look, you're, you're very special, you're talented, but you don't need to look around and look what, at what everyone else has because everyone's going to seem prettier or more talented or more this or more that. And to just, in, you know, <laughs> try and love myself a bit more because that's a journey that's taking a really long time to, I mean, I think we're all struggling with that, but I, I really struggled with it, especially when I was younger, was to really just be happy with what I was given, you know, genetically and, and circumstantially. And, um, yeah. And I think if we could just kind of become friends with ourselves at a younger age, we'd, (laughs) we'd probably have an easier time in life. I like that. Become friends with your younger self, but you, I think also the type of environment you've been, you, 
you're still in, that mm-hmm. can be that's it's quite saturated and quite competitive as well. Oh, I, I have a lot of toxic, friends, really yes, toxic. Yeah, I've got lots of friends that are, are actors and actresses, and mm-hmm. and I see what they go through, and it's it's <laughs> yeah. very competitive because if they don't get something, if they don't get a gig, then it's they go mm-hmm. through that whole self doubt thing, and they start comparing yep. themselves, and and I mean it's your job to be lined up and compared to the person next to you. You that's know, right. I you know you show up. I the other day I showed up to a callback, and there were only two of us left for this TV commercial and the other girl's blonde and I'm assessing like what kind of blonde she is and the kind of clothes she wore and how she would look next to the guy that was meant to get the commercial and you know it's you can't help it you're constantly comparing but the thing is to just be able to walk in and go well I'm me I'm awesome in my own way I might not be awesome for this job but I'm going to be awesome for some job at some point and there'll be people that see it and people that don't but if you know you've got to keep the you've got to keep sight of that yourself or it will absolutely destroy you and and it almost did That's the main reason I had to turn down the contract was because I'd lost sight of what I had to offer. Um, So It's got an amazing (laughs) attitude. I love it. Just absolutely love it. So, Catherine, what we do is we always ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would that one word be for you? (laughs) Um, This is a tricky one. I actually had to ask my partner for help on this. Um, because it's really hard to simplify yourself that much. His answer was avant-garde. Um, I do like to be a little off center and to break the rules and to be a little bit out of the box, but I mean, not, not so far that it's offensive or confusing, but hopefully just keeping people on their toes. I love (laughs) that. That's amazing. That's a great one. (laughs) So as we wrap up the show, we also Mm -hmm. ask our woman of inspiration to share three golden nuggets with our listeners. So what would be your three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners? Okay. Um, I think the first one would be to take risks, not be afraid to take risks, but as long as they're not going to hurt anyone around you. That's a big one for me. That's my (laughs) my disclaimer. Um, Sometimes even your parents can get it wrong. You sort of grow up with them on a pedestal and and thinking that their way is is the only way. But it, it's good to keep in mind that you know even they are flawed and and you know things can happen differently to what they say. Um, and I just think the the real big one for me is if you're not happy with the path you're on, you just need to hop on another path. Just just don't be afraid to change it. Don't sit there kind of feeling sorry for yourself. We we all have the power to make a change. I love that one. And it's so true. We do have a choice. And how many people just get stuck in that path and just yep. whinge about it and not do anything <laughs> about it? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love the one about the parents because it reminds me of when my son was growing up, the mm-hmm. amount of mistakes that I made. And um, <laughs> I used to say to him, you know, wait till you have children. As a parent, you're not giving a walk. Uh, and yep. you learn on the, along the way and you learn from your mistakes. So I'm always doing the best I can with the knowledge that I have, but I'm Mm -hmm. I'm going to make mistakes. And so, and we still talk like that today. It's because, you know, and sometimes he's such a great teacher for me. He'll say, mom, why don't you just chill? I'm just like, yeah, why don't I just chill? (laughs) Seems so simple, but. (laughs) I know, but sometimes you just need to hear it from, you know, somebody else, someone outside of your mind. Definitely. And you can just suddenly breathe again and go, all right. It's not True. that bad. <laughs> so, Catherine, how can our listeners find you? 
Um, I'm oh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> you can find me on um, Instagram. So as part of my business, it's, so it's Instagram slash Revenge Creative. Um, I also have a blog that's, well, it's been on ice for a little bit, but I'm about to relaunch it. And it's surewhynot.com.au. And that's probably the best place to connect with me because it's where I share all my, my crazy inner thoughts and hopefully some wisdom and, and mistakes and, and all of that. Um, and I also have the completely random off center one is that I ha- also have, um, the, my little production company, um, with the show that I was producing. And so that's at Facebook, which is facebook.com slash buy bombshell. Oh, I love it. I actually love the blog one too. Sure. Why not? Sure. Why was, not? Yeah. yeah that just, was my, my new life for not philosophy. I need to stop thinking about it and just, just go for it. Even if I fall flat on my face. (laughs) Just love it. So, Catherine, I can't thank you enough to uh, share your wise wisdom and your – you're so young and so – I can't even think of the word, but avant-garde I love and um, (laughs) I can't thank you enough. It's been awesome, very inspirational. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.